I got to go away and understand, well, who is Jessica Mowboy? Not mm. the the riding up in lights, but just who is just Jess Mowboy when she is with her mob, when she is with her family, when she is with her friends, when she is out, mm. you know, having a drink or having a good gut laugh or having a good feed with family. Like, who is that? And it almost allowed me to kind of pick myself apart, uh, take those layers off that were giving me this challenge and struggle of figuring out what that looked like visually and what that sounded like and having to begin again. Hi everyone, I'm Nikki Brigger and welcome to the latest episode of our Finding Fearless with Murray Claire podcast. Now this series is all about celebrating women in all their glory and telling the stories that matter. This week I'm absolutely thrilled to introduce pop star and all-round legend Jessica Malboy. With her powerhouse voice and starring roles in The Sapphires, Secret Daughter and Brand New Day, Jess's talent knows no bounds. Her latest album, Hilda, went straight to number one on the ARIA charts recently and this month she adds Murray Claire cover star to her list, helming our February issue and our It's Time campaign for Indigenous constitutional recognition. Now, a lot of people mightn't realise, but our constitution, which is now nearly 100 years old, still has no mention or recognition of our Indigenous people, and it's absolutely disgusting. So Jess is incredibly passionate about this issue, and she's urging every Australian to get involved and join our campaign for constitutional change. So please give a very warm welcome to Jess Malboy. Thank you so much for coming in, Jess. Thank you and so much. Thank we you. know you are so busy. And also, huge congratulations on the release of Hilda, which has Thank been you. massive. Now, just going back to when you were in Darwin. Yes. <laughs> what was it like having to leave? Because oh, it's such a, like, I can imagine yeah. it's such a tight community. You've yes. got, you know, you're particularly your female community mm, there with yeah, your sisters, etc. Was it terrifying? Yes. Or liberating? It was terrifying because I didn't know what was out there. I didn't know anything about music, to be honest. I only, you know, Wait, had so you, where did you learn it? Did you, were you always singing at home though? At home, and yeah. So home, home was my practice. Home was my, I guess, you know, when I think about it now, it was my studio. Like I found uh, an amazing acoustic, which is kind of an a cappella version of music with my voice. So I eventually realised that, creating music with my voice was an instrument. So my Mm. voice became my instrument. And I learned also at home where, uh, um, how to use the techniques of singing uh, in in a certain space of the Mowboy house, which was the the bathroom and the toilet, <laughs> which um, <laughs> Dad eventually, I think over time, he ripped out the seventies carpets, you know, that kind of trailed down the stairs and 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 the railings, and and he um, like all the carpet was gone and. Yeah, that kind of vinyl, you know, the vinyl kind of (laughs) plastic. We all had it. (laughs) You know, that laid on the floor and um, eventually he thought, no, I'm I'm going to – as as smart as he is with you know he's such a hard yakka man he he um grew up in uh in indonesia in a um in a village and he he learnt how to work hard in life and how to survive as well so um he pretty much uh 
some like not cemented, but he laid tiles throughout the house, oh. and it created this wonderful acoustic. So it made everything. And echo. was this all for you? This was, this was not specifically for me. This was to kind of keep the house cool. <laughs> <laughs> this was like his way of you know having air con air condition in the house. <laughs> you I know, thought it was like to create this studio vibe, right? Yeah, yeah no, no, it was definitely <laughs> no, not because it was bloody hot. Because it was hot, and because the tropical <laughs> kind of humidity hit every monsoon season, which is, you know, like around this time, November, December, or through January, and that was pretty much our kind of our year where it got really extremely hot, and and we only had fans going up and and open windows um, with fly screens or mosquito screens. So um, putting tiles, I think I was, a, I would have been around about 11 when we, when we put tiles in the house and um, I, I eventually realised, wow, this sound in this part of the house on the, on the second level of the house um, where, the, where the bathroom and the, and, and the toilet met creating this kind of corner made this beautiful sound that just echoed throughout the whole house and it wow. just travelled. And I would sing all my Mariah songs like, and then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. Everything from that song to like <laughs> a Whitney song. I have nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> if I don't have you. And it just kind of blew my mind that this sound I was discovering was something new, but the sound of it really excited me. Mm. And I knew, and for some reason, it made me go, wow, is this how they kind of do it through the microphones, you know, when they when they apply this kind mm. of echo sound or vibrato or um, they also call it um, delay. Um, which I didn't know then, but in my mind, I didn't have the right terms of how to say it. But I, I put two, I put the two together and was like, "Wow, this is what it sounds like, possibly through the microphone and how it translates." Um, you know, through the microphone, the receiver. Didn't even know that was the name either, or through the speakers and through the big venues. But I, I realised, wow, this is my favourite spot and this is where I'm going to sit every day after school. I'd run home. I'd run home on the gravel. Like we'd, wow. as kids we would, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, we would take off our shoes uh, because uh, because the, the gravel um, – the gravel made us run faster because it was so hot. So I would run. I would make sure that I'd take my shoes off. I'd get ready. I'm like, okay, one, two, three. And I would run on the hot gravel just to get home as like as fast as I could, just to sit uh, between the toilet and the bathroom and um, be amazed by these acoustics that was wow. happening. And I would sing these day like these songs like for hours and hours, and you know, by the time my mum just got so sick of it, you know, by the end of the day she'd be like, "Sing a different song, you're driving me crazy, child." And and that would echo throughout the house too. And when I knew I had to, when I could hear her kind of rage, I'd had to stop because I knew, you know, she was fed up. You pushed her. I did definitely pushed her to the limits, and um. But, you know, I, I think growing up in the Mowboy house, there were so many experiences of not only learning dad's, you know, language, mum's language and culture as much as we could and as much as, you know, information we knew. So you learnt their two, their two different languages? Yeah, so growing wow. up in, in 
in the NT or Darwin specifically, uh, a lot of the community learnt Yulngo language. Right. And Yulngo obviously comes, you know, from um, Arnhem Land, Nalamboy, like from around that area. Um, uh, that hold also different ceremonies. So it was it was really exciting to to be receiving. Um, I guess not my kind of um, my birth or my blood right culture um, or tribe, but to be so submerged in mm. the Yulngu culture was was such a great gift mm. that, that I was always um, constantly being told, you know, you know, respect this Larrakia land, you know, respect this culture and, um, you know, and, and be, get into it, know it um, because you were born on it. So therefore, you know, it and is a gift to you. was that from your family and the community or yeah. at school? Was this, that at th- school? This was at school. So yeah. we were taught in school, you know, we, we did a lot of, um, we were taught the language. We were taught, you know, the different areas or, you know, the bush, the bushland, um, you know, where it comes from. So we had, I think that was the best part too of um, being so submerged in, in, in um, schools that were teaching mm. Yulungo language and, and teaching about the different tribes and, and, and the different communities around the NT, um, you know, whether it was down Aranda people in, you know, in Alice Springs to Yulungo, you know, in, in the tropical islands, um, you know, of, of the NT. So we had we kind of had the best of mm. best of everything, and and was so enriched in in um, I guess diversity of different ceremonies and and the way different clans operated. Um, but uh, that I think and that would excited you sing me more. At school? I would sing at school. I will. I, I would. Um, I had. I bet you they got you to sing a I, lot. <laughs> <laughs> I had confident teachers in me. Like I had teachers that were sorry. I had teachers that were very confident in me and and saw the power of music in me. And uh, I, I remember. I think I was in transition or maybe year one. And my um, my teacher then Mrs. Curl. Uh, she, you know, she was a solid white woman, blue eyes, but, you know, she, she kind of had this Darwin talk slang and I loved it. And I remember her hearing me one time sing and she's like, oh, you're going to, you're going to sing. And she took me up to the principal's office and I thought I was getting in trouble to be honest. (laughs) And she's like, you're, um, Bob, you're going to sing, um, a song. Do you know any songs? And I said, I know this song called Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> so she had me she had me over you the PA. Did Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Shame on you. No, no. <laughs> she had me sing this song. She's like, yeah, I love that song. <laughs> and and everyone knew it, obviously. All the teachers knew it and were very excited about it. And 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 up there we love our country music too yeah. so there's a lot of it being played and anyway so <laughs> i end up singing over the uh, you know the 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 recess bell uh, the morning tea bell and um Started to sing, don't tell my heart, my achy breaky heart, you just don't think you'd understand. But if you tell my heart, my achy breaky heart, I didn't even know the lyrics. (laughs) 
But I legit sang that over and over again until everyone went back to their classes. And no. it, I didn't, I didn't, you know, like I was taught, I think my whole life I was, I was taught growing up, like, don't be ashamed of anything, bub. Like, you know, country music, you shouldn't be ashamed of because, you know, that's storytelling and, you know, you know, and, and being told like stories, like the, the intricate stories of how country music came together or pop music or rock music or, so I had, I had such a, a believing upbringing about I think just how to kind of not feel ashamed of anything mm. and um, and that was I guess that's that's what I carry with me today and I think you know that's what has allowed me to venture out into certain things not just in music yeah, that's and right. write music. That constant encouragement most, but the, positive feedback. The, the, the yeah. positive feedback that both of my parents gave me was such an incredible gift that I didn't know that was going to impact me in my, you know, older adult years. But it's it's something now that I really, really just go, you know what, you have to believe, you know, because you yourself have to believe because nobody else is going to. And that sense of shame, you got to break that mm. because we got to get we got to get out of that spell. We got to get out of that think. Um, for people thinking for us, um, and and that was me. So that was that was me as a as as a as a young um, you ten know, year old little little kid running around in my nappies. You know, yeah. like you know, doing air guitar um, to Michael Jackson. Down and down, down, down. You know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Like and <laughs> and and being also, I guess. I think the beauty of the music that I was also being shared by, by both parents, whether it was culturally from my dad's side singing Indonesian or um, cultural hymns, um, you know, or from my mum's side and, and her extended family of, you know, listening to country music or, um, you know, to ABBA, to Bee Gees, mm. to to all of my sisters having that opportunity to listen to whatever they wanted, whether it was, uh, you know, rap music. My older sister, like, loved rap music and she would play Tupac and Biggie Smalls and, um, you know, TLC and that was her thing. To my second older sister, loving J- Jennifer Lopez and Spice Girls at the same time. And then you had my young, my third older sister who loved Backstreet Boys, Bewitched and, you know, all that kind of... Um, early kind of 2000s, um, which was like the millennium kind of middle. And then for me to explore all that music and... And, and Mariah. And Mariah, specifically <laughs> Whitney. Like I got, I, I had the opportunity to discover and not be told, no, nah, you can't listen to that. I mean, I think at one point when I was 16, I started to listen to opera and classic music because I was just so, because I'd come from discovering all the other stuff, I was like, oh, what's that? And then I found this, like this admiration for all these other stuff, rock music specifically. I mean, mum listened to Cold Chisel all the time, you know, Fleetwood Mac, Mm. um, you know, Midnight Oil. They were her kind of rock and roll go-to, let it go, kind of Mm. let the rage go um, type of music that just released her and and then eventually let let her go calm. But we were able to experience all these kind of transitions from our parents to my my older sister's. To go, oh, that makes them feel like that. That makes them and seeing and observing that. Mm. So I, I like I, I must say like the the educational experience of of um, feeling and instinct. Um, I learnt from you know from my family and and um, learnt to just learn my own way as well um, because they allowed me to. Mm. 
So I really thank them. A melting them. pot in your house. A melting pot, an absolute melting pot. And um, and I, I honestly think, you know, I mean, we, uh, the whole the whole neighbourhood uh, <laughs> knew us. <laughs> like the whole neighbourhood knew. And the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> My mum's endless screaming. <laughs> Shut and, up. and us kids just like just running crazy and barefoot <laughs> and just being wild. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Cool growing up, growing up in that house, but also um, taught us a lot about resilience and strength, and you know to beat the mind mm. and and to beat the physical. Um, you know, we, I mean, we were also you know to, you know put in our place when we were being naughty. You know, it was, mm. and it was just the look. You mm. know, Dad would give us a look, Mum would tell us verbally. And we just knew, okay, that's we're not even going to go there because we're going to get a flog. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to get a flogging and everyone, like, they will make sure people see it and that will be the most embarrassing. So we're not even going going that extra step. (laughs) Um, Which taught us, I think, a lot about being respectful. Being respectful, being in our place, calling something out if it doesn't feel okay. So it was always those things that, um, you know, we – that both mum and dad made us aware of. You know, if it doesn't feel right or Mm. if it feels wrong, don't go there. Mm. You know what? Mm. You know, hold your sister's hand. You know, it's all these these Mm. things that I remember now going, they've really made me the person that I am, be the most open, be the most patient, be the most hardworking too – um, and, and do, and also do you think that's fueled your activist spirit now? Because oh yeah, I mean that yeah. seems to be coming to the fore. Yeah. And like you said, you know, it's something that doesn't feel right, mm, and mm. that is absolutely what we're talking What's about now. You know, and the issue about constitution it just doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. So so someone, if that doesn't feel right, well then it it's, d- let's change it. Let's change it. Yeah. yeah. So your album, Hilda, is based – well, it's named after your grandmother. Yeah. So she fell in love with the white man yeah, and she it was fell. obviously during that segregation yeah. period. So how did how did she cope with that? I mean, that must have been incredible. I think there was still that kind of underlying segregation. I think that really impacted whether or not they could, you know, they could be together or not. But that fell back on, you know, both sides, The you know, the white man's side and, you know mm-hmm. – um, you know, the black side. And I think fear was instilled in both. And mm. I think that carries out today. I mean, we still kind of still think, you know, oh, you know, you know, do I deserve to be with that person? I think we still have that, you know, in in, in all kind of walks of life. And I think for, for Nana, like, it, you know, hearing that story of her kind of breaking that rule mm. almost and, oh, you know, social rule breaker was almost like for me, I didn't really understand it as, you know, as a little girl hearing this story. But I think Pocahontas kind of made it very clear for me watching watching Pocahontas, um, a Disney film, uh, you know, which made it so magical. Mm. But, I, you know, like now being much older and understanding what like the threats that it would have, you know, caused or, you know, the mm. harm that it could have caused – would have been like bloody scary. Oh, yeah. And, um, and they did that, 
and you know they both loved each other to to want to make it happen and survived through it to be able to bring four incredible women into the world that mm. later on brought their children into the world and that's why we're here and I think mm. that way of thinking has really gone through my blood like it's it travels and it's real and I think we do take on that way, that habit or that way of thinking, um, it definitely carries through DNA. And for me, um, I think that's why I'm so fiery because, you know, I I battle with love. Like I battle through music or my business with love and I battle people that I need to understand only with love. And for her, like, I mean, that was I, I, I can only imagine it being like the toughest and being quiet and being silent about it and having to kind of sneak here and, and they sneak had to there. be very secretive. Yeah, it was a secret love. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was taboo. Taboo. Yeah, yeah, and that really inspired me. I think through this whole record of, you know, like who we need to be in life, like mm. and and um, struggling with those emotions or str- whether it's struggling with the relationship but understanding what it would have been like then. So carrying that information with me into being able to create music, putting those two things together and going, well, what was it like then? How can I, like the fact that I can even just walk on the street and, you know, have this sense of freedom um, buy what I want, make money, like mm. it's like uh, top <laughs> the charts. Yeah, you know it's that <laughs> old, like that, that old chestnut. Or, you know, being being a leader, you know, in your community, being a leader wherever you go and setting an example, mm. like that's a huge thing. And for me, I wanted to co- and the next generation that. looking up to you, like exactly. you were saying. So, do you think now? I mean, because you're obviously on our February cover. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Can't wait for you to you see know, it. I'm still like, and things like that. Like, and know, thank so, you, thank you so to the exciting. whole team, thank you to Women Power, thank you to, you know, even to the men that you know do eventually kind of see that being, you know, the right thing to do. Like, I think all together, working harmoniously to create great art and be able to create identity and a placement. Mm. That's huge and can change lives. So mm. what you guys do are changing lives and, you know, making people well, you're, who you're do the one, feel so You're the one sitting there doing – we're just, we're just no, taking that photo. But it definitely takes that, you know, that image that says so many things mm. to a whole other level of opening and filling that gap. So what does constitutional recognition mean for you? Because oh, I think a lot – yeah, I would huge. have to say that there'd be so many Australians out there who would not know mm. that Indigenous people are not recognised in our constitution. Yeah, well, you think about, you know, the first day that Captain Cook settled, you know, he put that flag on this land thinking that you know, he was the one that years found ago it. This year. 250 years ago Yeah, 250 years ago, which when you kind of kind of add everything up, you just kind of go, wow, that's actually not that long, you know, when mm. you think about it. I mean, 1901... I think, was it 19? No, yeah. 1901 1901 was the constitution. Mm-hmm. That was the first one mm-hmm. that said that um, that created this idea that not like Indigenous people didn't exist, but they were there. And mm. I think science, you know, science, you know, says all of that. I mean, the history, the, mm. the, the, um, I mean, the evidence that we have is there. The fact that it's it's not existing in our constitution and not being recognised, I think that's the hardest part to kind of take in. And it does. It makes me really sad, I think. It makes me... Um, the understanding, I think, is, mm. is the hardest. 
I, um, I understand. And and then I think as humans, you kind of go, oh, that is absolutely unfair mm. to be not included. So I think this whole time for Indigenous people is not being included. Mm. Um. No, I think you're right. Yeah. And that's why I think what's so important, yeah. what you're doing, Miranda, yeah. Yeah. Sam, and of course the 30 other people that we've got in yeah. the reportage and we've now got something like, I think it's 100 companies yeah. that have put their Huge, names which to is, it. Yeah, and, you know, seeing that I think I, I emotionally celebrate because it's such a beautiful thing where a major companies and businesses can come together and see that, wow, in full, mm. full view – that this is happening and we all want to work together. Mm. But that thing is stopping a voice, is stopping a way, is uh, of moving forward. And that's that's the barrier that's, that's really clogging and congesting right now um, is, is not being able to have, you know, that leader that Aboriginal people look to, First mm. Nations to look to and go... Who's making these calls for us, that, mm. you know, and making calls that aren't exactly right, you know, um, or that is not understanding to the culture or the language. So, I mean, we are lucky enough to even still have, you know, a bit of it and, you know, and a lot of our community is still trying to find, uh, you know, a lot of the dialect um, especially. So, I mean, this is, you know, we're still working, we're still mm. kind of puzzling everything together, piecing and discovering. Um, and what better way to have so many people on board to 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 share um, to others that are not understanding or, you know, are just coming on board to continue to piece that together. Absolutely. That's what I think that that's what this kind of calling is for, mm -hmm. this statement is for, is for everyone to put their hand in and go, we want to work to a better place. Mm. We um, need to, well, and it's this not, is the powerful, what yeah. we're doing is not working. Yeah, exactly. And we yeah, need to find exactly. a better way, but there is only one way and that is to have yeah. inclusion. Yeah, and whether or not it's the government, but for us as a community that, uh, you know, we need to be the leaders mm. currently. So it's for us to lead and not, you know, people sitting up there thinking that they know and just kind of allowing it to happen. So that's what's is that congestion right now. Mm. And it's such an obvious thing. Yeah, it's this obvious. This is why I just don't understand yeah. why we can't make this it's happen real. because it's so obvious. It's, yeah. And every country, Commonwealth country around it's, the world, yeah. has it's got scary. a treaty with their Indigenous scary. people. They have recognition in yeah. their constitution. We are the only ones. We're the only one. Apart yeah. from I think it's Botswana and Fiji. Well, yeah, That's it. Yeah, Fiji, um, Botswana, yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't and make we sense. actually just need to get angry and yeah. do something about yeah, it. Yeah, but that's I think that's what's kind of um, – you know, allowing us to stall too because there's that fear of, you know, well, if I stand up, you know, what's going to happen to me? N no, I no. think no, no. If the, the more knowledge that we have, the powerful it is. And I think that is that, is that kind of um, that stance mm. really. It, you, if you know about it. That's right. Yeah. It's and the, let it's other that people awareness know you. piece yeah. at the very, very beginning and then when people do yeah, yeah, and they understand, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they absolutely want yeah. to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, They're yeah. angry. They feel angry about Let's it Let's not as be well. scared. I think that's, mm. you know, that's what I think we've been instilled this whole time is we've been placed 
f- fear mm. in in what we what we think we know when we do know you know so it's like we do know this we've studied it you know we've learnt about it from our elders we've learnt about it from each other in our in our homes or at school or you know at the evidence that you know in libraries wherever we know this and mm. that's powerful for us to then be able to put that forward and and walk with it and go and get what we all deserve our country the people that live in it this is the thing that we've had to live with this history and then not be upfront about it mm. so i think you know we can't um, let anyone put fear mm. in in that knowledge. Mm. Absolutely. And what do you think is next for you? Oh, there's so many exciting things. I mean, um, ah, well, you're rolling uh, out yeah. more singles from Hilda. <laughs> number yeah, one. So um, the you know, I think the greatest part of of seeing Hilda, I think, thrive right now is it being you know having you know got to number one, and and that really showed me. Um, the power of community and what they're feeling and what they're going through and they, you know, ha- wanting to have that conversation, wanting to get through their lives. Um, it was it was really mirror affecting them in their lives and I, I loved that they connected with that firsthand. Uh, I think it's just more music, you know. I definitely want to tour um, later in 2020. I, you know, I, 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 I just You're wanna, a relentless tourer too. I, I love touring. Yeah. Like I love doing the live thing. I love being out and being able to, you know um, – connect uh, you know one on one in a in a big venue and hear the crowd sing my songs back and know every lyric that's what just kind of joy. drives me it's it's really pure joy for me and um, yeah I, you know I think I want to get back into film writing I think that's something that I definitely want to do I want to just do more live you know festival gigs uh, and I want to be out in the community mm. as much as I can you know with with you know uh, putting this message out um, you know I want to let all my friends know and sit down and have this discussion again and and be open and not and I don't want it to be an aggressive way but I also want them to feel mm. and and know how they feel you know so it's it's really about um spreading that conversation and and and, and um, doing it in a safe way and 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 not aggressively like I, I want them to um, to be completely open about that um, for me yeah it's it's mainly music it's also kind of I think doing a lot of community work, which I love. Um, that's kind of my heart, mm. where my heart really lies. And um, with the community work, is that more, is that performing as well? Yeah, it's... that's that's doing a bit of like music workshops. So yeah. you know, myself, Daryl Beaton, who's my uh, musical director, he comp- composes a lot of my stuff. So he's he's definitely um, when a genius when it comes to piecing music together. Uh, and I love being able to share that side, you know, not only my experience of, you know, coming from a small community and then, you know, slowly building what music meant for me eventually, but showing that other side of how music operates. So mm. I normally do this program where I go out into different communities and randomly, like, I'll just pick one. And it's, really? yeah, it's going out to schools and, um, yeah, it's not, it's not kind they of. They must go they off. go wild <laughs> they must go wild. they go off and, and I love that feeling of them going just come out boy just come out boy hey, let's just come out boy <laughs> and it's it, when they say my name it's like 
the the identity, the, the way that they've created this identity and, and connected with that identity, I think that's what blows my mind because um, they're so smart and yeah. it's just being able to sometimes bring the opportunity to them and and allow their dreams to go beyond. And I love doing that for, for young people. I love being able to make them go, I can do whatever I want. Mm. Um, I can be who I I want and I want to do something about that. And it's really being able to serve up what an experience is and then being able to give them that experience with, you know, putting music together or creating a song and and that not being, you know, not – and that, and not shying away from that. Don't be embarrassed. Just mm. let's, um, you know, like method acting training for me was like at some point I felt embarrassed. But when I got into the actual rhythm of it and building a character and, and then playing that and not breaking that spirit, that's what kind of music is like for me. Letting so go. Letting go. Having mm. that freedom of it not being, don't be ashamed of, you know, if you, if you say that wrong or if that melody is not right. Because that's the creation of it. That's how you build something. For me, that's how I build music. Mm. Oh, it's a beautiful way to put it. Thank you. Okay, so I've got my little fast five. <laughs> okay. Which I briefly showed you before. Yes, yes, you did. So what poster did you have on your bedroom wall as a teenager? It's probably Mariah. I right? definitely had Mariah and we're talking <laughs> like Billy 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite get that one. Like it, it was never in like in in any of the pop um, magazines. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I missed that um, that boat. <laughs> okay, good old Mariah. Yes, Mariah. Um, perfect evening out. Oh, Perfect Evening Out is like the cinema, popcorn with yeah. my man um, and watching an awesome, whether it's romantic or comedy. Yeah. yeah doesn't matter. That's perfect it? for That's me. Go-to karaoke song? Oh, I just, you know what? <sighs> That's hard. I re- That'd be hard for you. Yeah, it's really hard actually, but I'm going to say girls just want to have fun, Cindy yeah. Lauper. Like it's 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 so, like it's it's <laughs> so much fun for me. Yeah. And uh, I think just, you know, when, when you hear that, dun, 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 like that mm. first intro is like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're Good into call. it. Good call. Uh, last time you had a great belly laugh. Yes, um, Two the last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's yeah. It's talking about home, talking about family yeah. gives me a good, good gut laugh. Yeah. yeah, and you're about to have quite a lot. In oh a day yeah, or two. plenty. Uh, last thing that made you cry? Well, oh well, this constitution. the constitution. Yep. Yes, definitely Indigenous that conversation. Rights, absolutely. absolutely. Name one hidden talent that you have that we don't know about? Oh, you know what? This is really good. Um, That's a good question. So, you know, the the stem of a cherry. So I can tie that stem in a knot with my tongue. I wish I could. Sh- I could. I wish I could really share this with you right now. Like I would love to show you, but it's it's pretty full on. <laughs> So not what I was expecting you to say. Right? Like it's 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 really whack. It's really whack. Okay. Where did you actually discover? (laughs) I think it was like where did you where do you actually get to the place where you're doing that to discover that talent? I I actually think I discovered this talent about six years ago, waiting in a music studio room. And um, it was coming towards Christmas and someone gave me cherries and I took them to the studio for a snack and I legit sat there before my studio and I think I waited about two hours and it was, it was through that, 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 um, that last hour that I was like, hmm, 
and I was it was like in my mouth and the stem was in my mouth and all of a sudden my my and I it was almost like I wasn't even thinking about it so it was something that I was just doing with the tongue and then just kind of swirling it around and all of a sudden I made a knot I legit made a knot with this cherry stem it was it was one of the greatest things I'd ever done I think that I'd ever <laughs> discovered about myself. Like, <laughs> whoa. Like, I didn't even picture that. That just happened naturally. <laughs> so I don't know where this has come from. And and anyone out there, if, like, if you do this or if you've had this experience you just know, randomly. Social, you know what? Direct message me. All right. Right away. That's you know what, what we need I'm going to gonna send you a video <laughs> of me doing this now. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some cherries. <laughs> Because, like, I need to be believed about oh, this. Oh, my God. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, the wackiest thing Well, ever. next time you're in, <laughs> guess what I'm getting you. <laughs> where, where, I got you a verb. <laughs> you can screw the verb. Okay. I've got now a case of cherry. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Done. ma'am. That's Because I want to see this for myself. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming Thank in. You. You're an inspiration. Thank you so much. You really are. Thank you so much for being involved mm-hmm. in our campaign. We're so Thank you for passionate having me. I about feel it. Very honored and I feel very much, you know, on the same page with how everybody else feels right now. I mean, I'm seeing like this whole social movement mm. as well. So thank you for, you know, for for creating this movement and making it happen as well. Oh, and being brave. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, it is about being brave. I think people out there need need mm. to also be brave let's let's manifest that mm. bravery and um and let's do it guys like let's you said no no more fear no more fear mm. yeah i agree we're so grateful for jess's support and our it's time campaign for all the good she does in her community but not only that just to mention all the joy she spreads with her music and her presence so keep up the good fight jess and we are right behind you cheering you on Uh, Thanks for listening today. And as always, we'd love you to rate, review and subscribe to Finding Fearless with Murray Claire. And we'll see you next time.